Good morning. Good morning, Stuart. I'm fine. I brought these two words from my past relationship into my marriage to Joanne, and let's just say that these are fighting words for her and I. When I'm fine comes out of my mouth, it could mean a multitude of things, but rarely does it ever mean that I am truly fine. Usually, I'm fine means I have had the worst day ever, however, I do not want to talk about it. Or, I have had the worst day ever, and I don't want to burden you with my worries. Or chances are good that someone has asked me the obligatory greeting of, how are you doing today? And since I know they are just being polite, I have no intention of answering them honestly, so I say, I'm fine. But my most used I'm fine comes when I'm still upset, and I just need some time to process and cool off, and I will be fine eventually. It is just not right now. I happen to be in one of those seasons of life where things just seem a little more challenging than normal. Several weeks ago, I was particularly worried about a handful of things, and out of nowhere, I made the decision that I would learn how to crochet. Maybe if I could keep my mind and my hands engaged, my ability to worry would decrease. After several days, my family began to ask me what I was making. My response was always the same. I have no earthly idea. I'm just crocheting. All I know is that as I was completely focused on crocheting instead of worrying, my mind began to wander to old hymns. One of my favorite hymns, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, popped into my head, and before I knew it, I was softly singing the words. O oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness to see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. This hymn, <laughs> this hymn was written by a woman named Helen Howarth Lemel. Helen's life was far from an easy one. Her struggles were many. By 82 years old, she was almost destitute and blind. Friends had invited her over for dinner, and throughout the course of conversation, they asked her how she was doing. She replied, I'm doing fine with the things that matter. I'm doing fine with the things that matter. I began to wonder about all of the things that I was worried about. After each new worry came to my mind, I stopped and asked myself, is this particular worry something that truly matters? Is this worry going to truly matter in 24 hours, next week, next month? next year? Because if it doesn't truly matter, then am I willing to listen to the words of Jesus and Helen 
and relax. Do not be afraid because I am doing fine with the things that matter. But maybe I will find that this is a worry that I need to work through, a worry that really does matter in my life. Then maybe God and I will need to argue it out a bit before I can eventually let go of it and find some peace. Because I know for me that when I'm worrying, I am not thinking clearly and rationally. My thoughts are clouded and jumbled. Although this bright pink, oddly shaped rectangle thing that I am crocheting and this hymn that I am softly singing didn't fix my circumstances. The time spent in stillness and silence gave me time to focus on something else, calm my mind and remind myself that I cannot handle this alone and that I must take a moment to argue it out with God. To take some time to be open to thoughts and ideas that I may not have been able to see in my frantic, worried state. Where finally, in that calm place, I could ready myself for the things in my life that truly matter. And I could ready myself for the work that God has called me to do for the kingdom of God. Maybe even to take a moment to set aside my own worries and pray for the needs and worries and burdens of others in my community and the world. This morning we heard the prophet Isaiah strongly rebuking the Israelites. Whenever someone is being compared to Sodom and Gomorrah, you know things are not going well. Isaiah says, hear the word of God and listen to the teaching of God. God has had enough of all the sacrifices, the offerings, and the blood. God calls their offerings futile, an abomination, a burden, and then asks the Israelites, who asked this from your hand? My initial response when I was reading it was, well, you, God, you asked them for these things. But the more I studied this week, the more I learned that it would seem that somehow along the way, the Israelites had become so worried about how everyone else around them was worshiping God that they had started doing a whole lot of extra sacrificing and lost sight of what God had actually called them to do. They worried themselves into making the wrong thing their priority as opposed to learning to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. But are their decisions really all that different from the way many of us would react today? Are we, am I, spinning our wheels and adding more to our already full plates, or are we learning to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, and plead for the widow in our daily lives? There is this disconnect, this gap, between what we say we believe here on Sunday mornings versus how we live out our lives the rest of the week. Worry does that. It causes our minds to be jumbled and clouded, to make us doubt that we can even think that we are doing fine with the things that matter. Our Gospel reading from Luke continues to give us glimpses as to how we are called to live. But I warn you, they may cause a bit of worry. 
Sell your possessions. Give to those in need. Make unfailing treasures in heaven that last and can't be destroyed. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. We are challenged to ask ourselves where our treasure truly is. And depending on how we answer, might these treasures be causing us to worry? Or are our treasures the things that really matter, that last and can't be destroyed? Jesus begins this portion of the gospel reading by reminding us that it is God's good pleasure to give you, to give me, the kingdom. But in my opinion, I think the kingdom that God gives us does come with some responsibility for each of us. The responsibility to make sure that our hearts are set on what God treasures. Compassion and mercy for those in need. The challenge for me is the tendency to lose sight of God's kingdom and to focus too much on earthly treasures, to want to hold on to what I have just in case I might need it later. How about you? Are you doing fine with the treasures that matter to God? Because the answer reveals the truth of our hearts. Finally, this morning, we are reminded to be ready. I wonder what that really looks like. How do we begin to ready ourselves, or how do we even know what exactly we are getting ready for? I wonder if part of being ready is to begin to understand what things truly matter. To know what our heart treasures most. To live a life with a lot less worry. I believe that the book of Hebrews can be a bit of a guide for each of us. This book was written to a group of Christians with the hope of being an encouragement. They were having trouble holding on to hope when Christ did not return immediately after his resurrection. Talk about worry. They were reminded, maybe even challenged, to have faith. An assurance of things hoped for, an evidence of things not seen. Do I have this faith that the author of Hebrews speaks of in the day-to-day busyness of life? Do you? Because some days I am not even sure I can define the word faith, much less determine what it might look like. One commentator described faith like this. Belief that the one who made the promise will do what they said they would do. Do I, do we, believe that the promises of God are going to hold up amid our day-to-day living? Because faith in God is what will keep us going in the face of life's challenges, life's worries, this assurance that God has our best interests at heart and knows what we hope for and holds our future. Faith is the awareness that the way of Jesus is the way to become who I most truly am, because I am created in the image of God. Faith is the awareness that the meaning of life is not to be found in the accumulation of wealth, power, and privilege, but in loving God and loving our neighbor. My hope is that if I truly have faith, then I am readying myself 
for whatever comes my way and being a part of helping to build God's kingdom in the process. That any chance I take to listen and truly hear the word of God, I'm living in the here and now of God's kingdom and will be able to show others the way by my words and actions. But like anything, it takes commitment and work and consistency, taking time each day to draw closer to God through prayer, reading my Bible, regular church attendance, service work, fellowship opportunities, building relationships with those who need to feel and see the love of God and offer words of encouragement and a listening ear, being mindful of the needs of others at school, work, or in our communities, sharing the love of Jesus so that when someone asks, we can all say that we are fine with the things that truly matter. Just the other night, I asked someone who I hadn't seen for a while how they were doing. Their response surprised me a bit because they answered honestly. I've had a really bad day. For a moment, I almost didn't know how to respond. And then I took a moment to thank them for their authentic response to my obligatory question. I didn't pry. I didn't ask questions that were not mine to ask. I simply hugged them and continued to keep them close to my heart and in my prayers, hoping that there would be a lot less cause for worry in the days ahead for them. We are each living in a world that is filled with enough challenges to cause even the calmest human a bit of worry. The list is endless. Elections, politics, loss of women's reproductive rights, climate change, LGBTQ plus rights, housing insecurity, food insecurity, immigration, natural disasters. Should I go on? No one would blame or judge any of us for worrying. But as I crochet and sing hymns softly to myself, I wonder how many of us might be trying to carry these burdens, the burden of even one of these things, all on our own. God asked the Israelites, and now I'm asking you, and I'm asking myself, who asked this from you? Whether we feel confident or not, we as a part of the kingdom of God, we are ready, ready to do good to seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow, ready to treasure the things that God treasures, ready to love our neighbors as ourselves. Sure, sometimes we might get a little off track, a little distracted, but we always argue it out with God and we start again, ready to focus on the things that really do matter. Turning our eyes upon Jesus, looking full in his wonderful face, knowing that the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And when I ready myself for the things that matter, I am fine. Amen.